everyone. We are in the middle of the week. I love this Wednesday. We're going to call it Winning Wednesday. We're going to go over this topic. It's called chronic lymphocytic leukemia. So if you have not reviewed this subject for your NCLEX exam, guess what? You're in luck. We're going to do it together. Hi, everybody. My name is Professor Regina MSN RN with remarnurse.com. And every Wednesday, we kick it. We get it together because your nursing exam is coming up and you got to be ready for it. Something that I'm doing very special and I'm I'm really, really looking forward to you being a part of this next class. We do this every February. We call it Love Your Content. It is the free NCLEX maternity review for Valentine's Day. It's such a timely NCLEX review, but that is going down two days free with me, February 15th and 16th at 8 p.m. Set your alarms, Eastern Standard Time. Now, I'm telling you these dates because they're literally next week and the workbook, it goes out for it. Actually, the workbook will go out tonight for you when you sign up. The workbook has been out. It's been out. It dropped dropped a few days ago. So this is the workbook that you need to bring to class. And we will be going over the case simulation in here. So I want you to bring this to class. But anyhow, if you sign up for it at remarnurse.com, if you sign up for it at remarnurse.com forward slash four letters, my favorite four letters, L-O-V-E, you're going to get the workbook on two night. Okay. On tonight, it should come right away. Plus don't forget my NCLEX review is still at the phenomenal price of just $89. And that's my lectures plus my question bank. So if you are like perusing around, you know that you're taking your NCLEX exam and you haven't committed to a particular study resource, you're kind of just doing free stuff and things like that. Get in my system, get the study calendar, get the accountability that you need so that you're prepared for NCLEX, okay? Tonight, we will be going over a subject that you may not have taken any time to really go over, make flashcards. I I doubt if anybody has flashcards on this subject, but it's a good one, and I think we will be well to review it. It is chronic lymphocytic leukemia, and leukemia is such an interesting condition When we talk about leukemia, before I start, when we talk about leukemia, you know, you really start by looking at two classes of leukemia, acute or chronic. So we're going to look at the chronic condition. Let me just read this to you. When we talk about chronic lymphocytic leukemia, B lymphocytes or B cells are immune effectors that provide what? They provide defense. So your B lymphocytes provide defense against infections through a variety of different tasks. They do many different things, but including antibody production. So this is an immune response, right? So when clonal malignancy develops in B lymphocyte production, This leads to chronic lymphocytic leukemia, okay? So again, when you have in, let me me not go there. Let me just read right now, okay? This disease 
is usually a slowly progressive accumulation of long-lived small lymphocytes. These cells are immune incompetent and respond poorly to antigenic simulation. All right. So that's for my type A technical people that like to take notes. Now let's just break this down. So when we're talking about uh, leukemia here for chronic lymphocytic leukemia, we can just use the terms and it will tell us so much about this particular condition. All right, so let's look at chronic. We know that chronic is what? Is this a fast, you know, is this a fast acute situation or, you know, or chronic, is this progressive, slow, insidious, things like that, right? So when we talk about chronic, we know that this is a condition that happens over time. Now, particularly with today's lecture, we are looking at what? We are looking at the B cells or the immune effectors, right? And so when we talk about lymphocytic, what we read is that these, these particular B lymphocytes, what's happening is there are uh, um, there is an, an overgrowth. There is a malignancy in their replication. So if I asked you that, if I asked you, what does that really mean when we talk about a malignancy in the replication, when we talk about lymphocytes, and we know this is a chronic condition based off of what we read and understood, are these, are these lymphocytes considered mature or immature? What would you say? This is good. This is, this is just taking our reading to the next level. So these lymphocytes are growing and they are reaching a level of maturity. So these lymphocytes are mature. They look mature, right? They're lymphocytes. But what, but what do we know about them? Are they functional? Are these mature lymphocytes able to create the antibodies and produce the appropriate immune response that we need? And the answer to that is going to be no, 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 no. Because what did we say? The disease is a, usually a slowly progressive accumulation of long-lived small lymphocytes. So that means that these lymphocytes are indeed growing. They're, they're long-lived. They're reaching a level of maturity. However, they're immune incompetent. They're immune incompetent. And so they are not able to, uh, they're, they're useless. They're useless. And, and, and that makes sense because after all, we're talking about a malignancy. We're talking about cancer cells. And so are cancer cells effective? Are they useful to the body? And the answer to that is no. They create chaos. They are not functional. The body cannot control it. So this is what we talk about when we talk about chronic lymphocytic leukemia. Because NCLEX will ask you, okay, when we talk about lymphocytes, are they going to be mature, immature? That's a really good question for us to know. Leukemia, what does that mean? What does that mean? So 
let's dive a little bit deeper into it. We're going to do a lot of reading tonight because some, some things just require a thorough read. And when it comes to cancer and the different classifications and locations, we need to be able to do that. So CLL, let's abbreviate it, is a disease typically that we, we learned about that is working on the B, right, the B lymphocytes. And this is a slowly progressive disease. Many of the clients who get this, actually about 90% of people who get chronic lymphocytic leukemia are over the age of 50, okay? So usually after the age of 50, many people, uh, are, are they're mostly older and they're mostly males, okay? Now, there is a classification system particular to CLL, and it's called the RAI classification system. Now, when we see RAI classification, there is a medication that you may be thinking about. What medication that we, we learn, we learn this in our inclines, we actually learn this in the V2. What, medic, what medication do you see here with the letters RAI? I talk about it in the endocrine overview. Anybody know what it is? Shout out to all my nurses in the V2 who have made the commitment to sit under my tutelage and learn NCLEX information. If I say it, you guys are going to know it. The radioactive iodine. Yes. And so you need to be careful when you are using abbreviations because you have to have an understanding of what they mean. So here, this is a classification system particular to CL, CLL. So when I saw it, I was like, oh, I got to tell them this. So um, and this classification system helps you to stage the progression and the anatomy that is involved in where the leukemia has spread. So when we have a stage zero, that means that there is lymphocytosis only. You guys should be familiar with these terms. If you don't know the language of nurses, then you need to look these things up. Uh, stage zero, lymphocytosis. Stage one is lymphocytosis and lymph, um, lymph, oh Lord, have mercy, here we go. Lymphadenopathy, all right, as well. Stage two is organomegaly, okay, which we're talking about an enlarged spleen or an enlarged liver. Stage three, you have some anemia. And then you have the stage four, the thrombocytopenias, thrombocytopenias. And so, again, when we talk about this condition, CLL, we know that it is a progressive condition. And so there's a low risk if you're having zero to one presentation. There is an immediate risk if you're at a stage two and then a high risk. And that is if you have the stage three or stage four. And we're talking about here whether this condition will become more aggressive and um, initially could be fatal to the patient. So what are the clinical manifestations? Most patients, when they get this or when they're, um, you know, in the initial stages, they feel pretty well with no symptoms. 
And what happens is they get their blood results uh, or they get their blood drawn and it shows the lymphocytosis, right? And so there is other symptoms that could be present. And when it comes to particular types of leukemia or cancer, they have this uh, classification called B symptoms or A symptoms. Does anybody know what B symptoms mean? If you are in a clinical round, and a clinical round is something that doctors, uh, they do, they, the, 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 the residents will come with the attendings and the interns, and they will stand outside of the patient's room in a circle, and they will all talk about the patient. Now, the doctor will say, oh, this patient came in here with leukemia, but they have a uh, asymptom presentation. Or they could say, hey, this, this patient here has drenching, night sweats, reincurrent infections, unintentional weight loss, and fatigue. And so they have B symptoms. What does that mean? Hmm. And this is why you show up to Winning Wednesdays because we want to learn. We're always in the process of learning. So essentially, when you talk about B symptoms, we are talking about a systemic response. That means that the symptoms are affecting the entire body, right? So it's not localized, it's systemic. That's what the B stands for. So again, we have uh, signs here of enlarged lymph nodes, right? We can also have enlarged lymph nodes, splenomegaly, hepatomegaly, right? Skin lesions, labs. These are more localized to a specific area. I think the when we talk about the elevated lymphocytes, this is going to be a clinical manifestation from a laboratory perspective and the cytopenias. And you can have, give me some names of cytopenias. I think I gave you one thrombocytopenia, but there are, there's another one I can think of that ends in a penia. What is that? Thrombocytopenia. And how about neutropenia? Okay. And these are conditions, cytopenias, elevated lymphocytes. All right, cool. So how is it diagnosed? How are we going to do it? Well, we're going to do some blood work. Again, the peripheral blood smear will demonstrate lymphocytosis. You'll see um, mature appearing lymphocytes, though, although there will be um, a status where there's a lymphocytosis accompanying it. The immunophenotype analysis of the circulating lymphocytes is another expression where we're going to be looking at the, the B cells that are there. We're going to be looking to see, uh, well, this is typically, this is typically a, a very specialized exam. So when I am talking about these exams, remember for NCLEX, we want to be familiar more with the terminologies of, of things and not so much how it's carried out. 
So when we talk about looking at an analysis of the lymphocytes, well, that laboratory tech will be looking at, uh, of course, how the lymphocyte appears in, you know, and those things. So we're not, we as nurses are not going to be that detailed about if, if it's a, you know, CD20 or CD19 and, you know, how that B cell is expressing the antigen on it. Like those kind of things we're not going to be familiar uh, with, but we do have to understand, you know, what a lymphocyte is, where it circulates and how, how we draw blood to achieve that. Bone marrow, aspirate and biopsy is going to be uh, very instrumental in diagnosing CLL. It's going to be very instrumental, not always required, but it does definitely help. And then the pathologic evaluation of the lymph nodes and the spleen, because we know that the lymph nodes can be involved in this particular condition. Well, are the lymph nodes larger than normal, right? Do we have swelling there? Again, the spleen, is it as well swelling because of this presentation? Clients who uh, don't have any symptoms usually don't require treatment. This is a condition that is treatment focused and not cure um, aggressive. So it's a reality with some types of cancers that doctors and nurses really just want the patient to have a comfortable quality of life with the condition. And the goal is not to cure the condition. And sometimes that's hard for patients to hear it's hard for family members to take as well, but it, it is the reality of this particular condition. So what does that mean in terms of management? Well, it means that the client is going to be monitored through their blood work and through imaging studies to see actually how fast the CLL is progressing. If it is allowing life-threatening infections to be present, you know, is the client sepsis? Th those types of things will then, you know, spearhead treatment by the doctor. So treatment indicators is if the patient has progressive fatigue, if there's lymphocytosis or B symptoms, or if there's lymphadenopathy, splenomegaly, or hepatomegaly. Okay, again, infections can lead to sepsis, which is, uh, you know, a, a much more quickly escalating issue than CLL. And then we would have to treat if the patient appears to be anemia, have anemia or thrombocytopenia. Okay. And so again, if our patient is septic, we know that we're going to have to do some antibiotics. Also, chemotherapy can be used. Remember, most of our patients that get this are of what age group, right? They're the older patients. So chemotherapy should definitely be considered whether the, the benefits outweigh the negatives. 
because clients undergoing chemotherapy are going to have a whole other host of issues in, in terms of the side effects of chemotherapy. It will totally destroy their immune system, right? It will make them more at risk for uh, things like pneumonia, right? Um, in, invasive fungal infections, even the herpes virus. Sometimes when a patient does not have a strong immune system, then they will be attacked by these opportunistic infections. And then also they're going to be required to probably have more medications in the form of prednisone to help keep them well, right? So a lot of things can happen with chemotherapy in the elderly that we need to be mindful of. Also, if we're considering doing some sort of transplantation, it, it, it comes with another set of issues. We talk about we can do maybe stem cell transplantation for these patients where we're worried about the issues of bone marrow, right? Because that's where we're going to see a lot of the, the problems that the patient has. There is a treatment complication that you need to be aware of called tumor lysis syndrome. And this is where if there is a, a tumor, right, if, if there's a massive tumor lysis, what does the term lysis mean? Somebody put it in the comments. Then what happens is there's going to be a release of the body, all right, of large amounts of potassium, phosphate, and nucleic acids, which have usually been contained by this tumor. So when that happens, because all of these new particles are flooding the body, then the kidney that's responsible for filtering out gets overloaded. And so when the kidneys can't do the job, the organ that is so closely related, we learned this in congestive heart failure, the heart begins to have complications. And so tumor lysis syndrome is a manifestation of that. Hey, right before we get into these questions, I know this subject is something that I am really taking my time with because the terminology is where understanding occurs. And so our nursing considerations for clients with CLL, these patients need a specialist, a hematologist, because studying the blood is going to give the patient a better insight into where they stand as far as they're a low risk, all right, to high risk. We want to develop, we want to monitor for the development of B symptoms. We, we've previously referred to that term. So if you're just coming in, you got to go back and get that one because it's important. Hematologic monitoring of the blood, looking at the absolute lymphocyte count, anemia, and thrombocytopenia presentations. Imaging monitoring enlargement of the organs, spleen and liver. And again, we spoke about how this client is prone to opportunistic infections because those B lymphocytes are what they're um, immune incompetent. And also there should be a monitoring for tumor lysis syndrome. Amazing. All right, guys, let's go over some questions. It, honestly, if you get two of these right, 
I'm proud of you because this is more than likely a topic that you didn't spend a lot of time on. So you just reviewed it with me uh, today. So if you got it, you've been paying attention. All right, here we go. First question is this. Ooh. In understanding immune infectors, the nurse must know that B cells are produced in the blank and matures in the blank. Is it one, kidney and liver? Two, bone marrow, spleen. Three, pancreas, spleen. Four, bone marrow, and then matures in the liver. Oh man, this is a hot Wednesday. We got a hot topic. And you guys are keeping up and doing pretty good, so that's great. All right, correct answer is skipped over it. Bam. It was bone marrow and spleen. Mm-hmm. B cells are produced in the bone marrow. They mature in the spleen. Okay. So the goal is to recognize an antigen. Each of them responds to an antigen in a specific way as it expresses specific antibodies on the membrane. Remember, the job of those B cells were to develop antibodies. Developmental progression is guided by sequential events leading to assembly, expression, and signaling of the B cell antigen receptor. That's what the expectation is. But we know in CLL, that is not happening. Those B cells are getting big, they're living a long time, but they are not effective in producing antibodies. All right, can you try this one for me, please? A nurse explains to a client with newly diagnosed chronic lymphocytic leukemia that this disease is caused by one, destruction of white blood cells, specifically lymphocytes, two, enlargement of spleen, three, overproduction of white blood cells, specifically lymphocytes or four, enlargement of the liver. You better get this one right. <laughs> what do you guys think? This is leukemia. So at the very base level, we know that leukemia is, it, it is an overproduction, right? So with this particular sin, um, this particular condition, this is where you have mature B cell neoplasma characterized by progressive accumulation of the monoclonal B lymphocytes. Okay. All right. Let's move on. I told you this one was tough. So if you got two right, you're doing really good. Question number three. A Client with chronic lymphocytic leukemia should be monitored for development of B symptoms, which includes the following. One, headache and double vision. Two, recurrent infections and drenching night sweats. Three, drenching night sweats and mood swings. Or four, unintentional weight loss and bowel movement changes. Remember the A symptoms and the B symptoms. We're talking about B symptoms here. Go ahead and put that answer on the screen very quickly, very quickly. Move, move quickly, move. We got this one. 
<laughs> this is the one. All right. B symptoms. Remember B symptoms. Clients with CLL are immunocompressed, immunosuppressed, causing frequent infections, which can, which can be manifested by enlarged lymph nodes and drenching night sweats. And so remember the, uh, the B symptoms are systemic responses. All right, a nurse is reviewing lab values of a client and notice persistent lymphocytosis, anemia, and thrombocytopenia. Which diagnostic test can be helpful in the, in the diagnosis of CLL? One, MRI. Two, a DEXA scan. Three, bone biopsy. Four, bone marrow biopsy. Which one we gonna roll with? We gonna roll with it. We gonna roll with it. And everybody should be typing very quickly that we need to go with number four, all right? That bone marrow biopsy, that's going to give us the, the wherewithal to know where we are with CLL, okay? And so that's going to let us see the lymphocytes in a blood sample, and we will be able to look at it. The DEXA scan will show us the bone density, right? A bone biopsy can show us like different types of, of bone malignancies, but we need to get that bone marrow. We need to get in there. The MRI is not going to do that for us in a, in a significant way. Okay. Hey, I got one more question for you. A nurse understands that CLL clients are only indicated for chemotherapy for the following criteria. Ah, let me read it again, just so we're clear. A nurse understands that CLL clients are only indicated for chemotherapy for the following criteria. Now, number one, RAI, stage one. Two, renal insufficiency. Three, thrombocytosis. Or four, worsening of symptoms. What do you guys say here? CLL, digested in, and we're talking about why um, chemotherapy would be indicated. Kind of think about that. What would be a reason for chemotherapy being indicated? RAI stage one, renal insufficiency, thrombocytosis, or worsening of B symptoms. This one makes you think a little bit. Correct answer. Did you get it? Ah, oh, yes. No, no, no. So it is going to be the worsening of B symptoms because it likely is going to indicate that the RAI stages are progressing and those are going to require treatment because if the, the, the disease is not only progressive, but it is aggressive too. Remember with the REI, we're talking about lymph, uh, we're talking about lymphadenopathy, splenomegaly, right? So infections, sepsis, complications. So we may have to do the chemotherapy at that point. How did you do? I know this was a topic that uh, when I was doing it, I'm like, this topic is challenging, but the terminology here is so, so important and significant that you just need to be able to speak the language of nothing else. And I'm hoping that when you came here today, you're leaving with two or three or four facts that you did not know about the condition that you will remember in your mind. Okay. This is a, a situation of cancer, oncology, but we have our love your content review coming up, right? And that's coming up next week. So Join the review. I have this amazing question for you. 
<laughs> it's a simple one. My question is this. Will you, will you be, can you be my Valentine? Is it going to be yes or no? You got to let me know. What is it, Reed Marner says? Yes or no? Are you coming with me? Are you, I'm taking you on a date and we're going to do fun things that I think you might like, like clinical simulations, talking about pregnancy, STDs. I know what you like. You don't want the chocolates. You don't want the chocolates, the new purses and stuff like that. You want to talk about STDs with me and pregnancy. I know it. So the review is happening February 15th and 16th. 8 p.m. Set your alarm. You don't want to miss. Uh, you don't want to miss either day. Both are going to be significantly important. Also, the workbook is out, and so when you sign up for it, it's a free class. Go to remarnurse.com forward slash love, and you will get your workbook and bring that to class. It's just a few pages for you to work within. Also, my NCLEX review. You've seen it on TikTok. You have seen it on Instagram. People are saying, where, where, where are you getting this information from? Whose information is this? I have to tell them, this is in the NCLEX V2. Literally, go to remarnurse.com. You can check out the sale for it. $89. Holla. Such a good price. Giving it to you as a gift, honestly. Take advantage of the opportunity. I want to see you guys win, 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 win. All right, so I'm going to get out of here because we have to get prepared for this class. So Winning Wednesday has been completed. You showed up. You did the work. Now you can put CLL in that question, in that like question category. I'm ready for it. I feel comfortable talking about it and I can do this and move on. That's what class does for you. Coming to class makes you a more effective nurse. So I will tell you guys this before Valentine's Day comes. You can, you will, and you must pass NCLEX. See you later.